it's time for the Dirtbag Sheets Brothers. <laughs> Hello there and welcome back to the Dirtbag Sheets Brothers. This is a podcast for me, a podcast for fun. And I have to talk about the Lights Out unsanctioned match between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. But first, let's talk about Impact for just a moment. I just wanted to hit two key points. I appreciate uh, after the shock win of Finn Juice for the uh, Impact World Tag Team Championship belts, that they explained it in the upcoming episode a little bit, and though I don't know that they're actually using the belts in any kind of meaningful way in Japan, because Finn and Juice are in Japan right now, wrestling in, in JPW, um, they are acknowledging that they are the champions in certain storylines of a promotion, and I think any amount of rub Impact can get off of in JPW, and... Um, AEW is good. You know, it's, it's, I know you can listen to like, uh, Total Nonstop Impact. Uh, they're, they tend to be good people, but you can listen to them and they're very cult-like in their regard for Impact. They just love the Impact brand. And so they're very dismissive of many of the explanations of why, uh, Impact and NJPW's relationship fell apart. Uh, but regardless of why it happened, it very much did happen, and it is very cool to see them try to repair this in a big way, and you have to give all the credit to Don Callis and Kenny Omega and AEW, and yeah, just uh, everything coming together in a beautiful way, and uh, you, you have to wonder if it wouldn't have happened without the pandemic, and that's a terrible thought, but it's still a really exciting time to be a professional wrestling fan, and so I'm just kind of thankful for what we can get. The other thing I wanted to touch on in the uh, Impact episode of this last week, and I know I'm late with this, but I wanted to get something out, and you know, my schedule, it's kind of random, uh, is I like that Don Callis came out to confront, um, oh God, Rich Swan, the uh, the newly unified champion of Impact, to unify the TNA heavyweight belt that Moose was carrying around for a year. A very fun storyline. Really elevated Moose, from my understanding. I actually started watching last year at Slammiversary, so it's all very new to me. And I've only been watching AEW and NJPW and, you know, random Lucha stuff and then random, you know, like old matches. Like I watched Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I wish Jim Cornette wasn't an asshole. But, uh, side note, um, I only watched so much since, like, 2019, so I'm a big... I'm a new fan of everything, and um, I like uh, where that story went, and I like this segment where Don Callis confronts uh, Rich Swan, tells him that he, you know, fought to have him get into the Impact Zone, and he was one of his biggest supporters, and still is. He's a once-in-a-decade talent, but Kenny Omega is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. He is a god of professional wrestling. I like that they're throwing the word God into these promos because it really lays the seeds for God versus God. AEW's champion Kenny Omega against the uh, two-belt champion. I think he's still two belts. I can't remember. No, I think they uh, I think they uh, merged the belt. But whatever. The, um, the God of NJPW, uh, Kota Ibushi. So that, that's cool. Uh, and then he, he ends that segment, Don Callis, <coughs> sorry, 
ends that segment by just repeatedly saying, one winged angel, one winged angel, one winged angel. And uh, so, very good uh, episode. There were a lot of other great stuff in that episode, and uh, I really enjoyed a recent um, interview I heard with one half of Reno Scum on the Total Nonstop Impact podcast. Give that a listen. Uh, good guy. He's in the medical field. Uh, yeah, good people. So, uh, let's move on to AEW Dynamite uh, and the main topic of the title of this little episode. So... I'm not 100% convinced of, you know, uh, Britt Baker's total package in terms of, like, wrestling ability and whatnot, but I do, I will say that after this, you know, lights out, no hold barred sort of match, uh, I'm, I'm willing to see her be the champion, and I really needed to have something like this, and I know a lot of people in the podcasting community are saying this is a star-making performance by both of them. Um, I don't, but I don't think, see, I don't think Thunder Rosa needed a star-making performance because unlike so many of the fucking marks in the wrestling media, it was always, for me, the Joshi wrestlers and Thunder Rosa that were the backbone of AEW's women's division. You know, and I'm sorry, you know, this is a, it's down to bias and taste, Right, and you got that asshole Andrew. I hear him on Russell Zone. I hear him on Fight, Fightful. You know, talking about how the people have spoken and they don't want Joshi wrestling. Fuck you. You know, Joshi wrestling, Thunder Rosa. Uh, you know, we live off of Sheeta. Sheeta has kept that belt and made it respectable, despite the lack of story. And this is the other thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, they have been building up Britt Baker for the last year. In fact, she won um, Most Improved Wrestler of the Year in the uh, 2020 Achievement Awards uh, issue of the PWI, you know, Professional Wrestling Illustrated Magazine. I actually have a subscription because I'm a fucking crazy mark and I've gone 100% into wrestling this year because fuck it, why not? Uh, <laughs> it's been good to me. It's kept me somewhat sane. Uh, she's done great. And she is much better, and I'm willing to see her as a heel champion now. I, I really am. But the thing is, it's not just that she's, you know, really improved and, and put in the work. It's also the booking, brother. And if you give people the time, the time on the mic to build their characters up and to work and try to, you know, build something, then often they will improve. If you don't give them any time on the mic in uh, the main show, then how are they going to ever improve? So I, recently I had a show about characters and how we need heels and how I wasn't convinced about Jade Cargill. I wasn't convinced about Britt Baker. And frankly, they have proved me wrong. I love both of them. Jade Cargill is amazing. I'm, don't, I think she's probably still very limited, but they've been booking her like a strong you know, you know, monster kind of, you know, like uh, Andre the Giant type sort of thing, I think. And she's done some like good, like spine busters and things, some um, Arn Anderson stuff in there too. You know, a, a strong man, you know, like a strong woman. That's how they've been booking her. And it's, it's been working great. But um, if you put time into building characters, even if they're not the best workers in the world, they could still get over. And I wish they would do this for other people in the fucking division. And I want more Joshi wrestlers. I don't want less. I want more. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that I, uh, like Britt Baker a lot more 
than I used to a whole lot more. You can go back and listen to my old episodes and how I was so tired of her. (laughs) And I am still tired of the overemphasis on her specifically. And I'm so glad that they got Thunder Rosa in there to kind of break that up. But I want more character development for Hikaru Shida, uh, Maki Ito. Maki Ito had some amazing segments on uh, BTE and uh, Dark Elevation. Uh, I am so fucking happy that Maki Ito is part of AEW now. Not, you know, not a signed talent, but certainly someone that will come back and that everyone seems to love. And uh, I am, I am studiously, studiously, I don't know if that's the right word. I am enthusiastically collecting her BBM 2020 cards. In fact, I have all her cards except two. There's this one chase card where she's covered in chocolate and naked. Obviously, she didn't show anything. It's just supposed to be, you know, a bit scandalous. I had the opportunity to buy it once uh, a couple weeks ago as part of a set, but I didn't want to pay $60 for the set. Obviously, unbeknownst to me, it's probably never going to show up on eBay again. And I don't have a rookie card. But I do have her chase card from the 2020. It's a great one. I have, uh, yeah. Anyway, I love Maki Ito. Love the women's division. It has improved greatly. Love Jade Cargill. I want to see more character development for other women in the division. I want to see Big Swole. I know she had an injury, or uh, she had her illness, I think her Crohn's disease. I think it is what it is, or lupus perhaps, was acting up, so she had been out for a while. But then I saw her again on Elevation. I want to see her again on fucking Dynamite. I want to see feuds. Uh, book some goddamn feuds, you know. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean. Uh, it's improved greatly, and I just, I'm very happy. I just want to see this happen for other people in the division. Uh, yeah, so great episode. Uh, I loved Phoenix. I love Pentagon in there. Uh, I, I wish Pentagon beat Cody. Uh, Pentagon looked great, and that's what they were doing there. But Cody is such a fucking uh, pride in him. You know, there's so much. You know, and I get it. I get it. He's like the prince, like the valiant prince or whatever. But come on. Pentagon L uh, zero uh, <laughs> deserves a fucking win. I just got his autograph too, man. My my wrestling uh, card collection has expanded greatly because I'm fucking insane, and I spent a lot of my stimulus on it. Uh, buy my fucking cards, make me rich. You can find me at Leftendo on the Twitter. I am uh, Captain Murphy. No, right now I am. Um, Pinta L. O'Brien, because I've got the, that, uh, screenshot of him and the, uh, the fucking, uh, the fucking, uh, green hat a lot of people do on, uh, the Twitter right now. Anyway, follow me there, and, um, please continue to enjoy wrestling. It's been a blast. I have enjoyed it. Bye-bye.